Oftentimes in life, we yearn for true connection. Growing up, moving to new places, seeing new things, and exploring the creative identities that build careers, works of art, routines, and most importantly, friendships. Our guest for the first episode of Season 2 is Maria Small. Maria and I have known each other through theater school and have both been fortunate enough to share a wonderful conversation within the canon of the show. So, to keep this introduction short and sweet, welcome back, and stick around for a word before we leave. Maria's got some good stuff to say, and I think you'll agree. Need an acting reel? Real Acting Reels is a full-service acting reel production company. Book with Real Acting Reels to get your dream reel and start getting dream roles. DM Real Acting Reels on Instagram and use promo code Brett Gaffney. That's B-R-E-T-T space G-A-F-F-N-E-Y for 10% off your package. Real Acting Reels. Acting made simple. Spotify listeners, support for the podcast is now available within our description. Feel free to click the link and support the podcast in any way. The money that comes to the podcast goes right back into the show, and each episode costs on average $50 to $60. So anything and everything helps. Again, thank you, and now the show. Welcome back to A Word Before We Leave. My name is Brett Gaffney. Today we are with Maria Small. Maria, would you like to give the audience a little, like, rundown of who you are? Sure. Um, Yeah, I went to school with Brett back in Nebraska, um, the Johnny Carson (laughs) represent. Um, And I moved out here, like, a year before you did? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I'm an actor in Los Angeles. Yeah. been doing some content creation because that's I guess what you get indoctrinated into when you move to LA that's kind of true <laughs> um even if you don't want to um and yeah now just trying to do my thing make things um <laughs> like everyone literally else and uh hang out with my friends because that's what life is about that is what life's about yeah. connection is important yes okay so we're going to start off with a little segment i like to start off with the segment called word of the day okay. this is a podcast about words after all but also about people so today's word of the day is brought to you by merriam webster dictionary not sponsored yeah not sponsored yet but the word of the day is zephyr z-e-p-h-y-r and zephyr means a breeze blowing from the west more loosely a zephyr can be any gentle breeze now you make a sentence and then i'll make a sentence using the word zephyr wow oh that's so lovely um my favorite part about camping is when we finally set up the tent and we're all sweaty and then a nice zephyr comes by to uh relieve us nice nice they say the best part about being a cowboy is when you feel the gentle zephyr blowing across your face, riding in the wind. That's, yeah. It's, if I was a cowboy, the zephyr would not be gentle. I'd be riding that bitch. I'd, that horse it would be going be a fast. It wouldn't That'd be a gentle be breeze. It would be a, it'd it'd be be a, a gust. gust. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it would be gusting. I know someone named Zephyr. That's so, such a beautiful I, name. I also know Zephyr. Maybe it's the same Zephyr. It's probably the, the same one, Zephyr. In the Lincoln, yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Will's such, old roommate. Yes. Yeah. What a great name. I had no idea what it meant. Today, we are doing a little shout out to... Zephyr. Zephyr. (laughs) Zephyr, if you catch yourself listening to a word before we leave today, welcome back to the podcast. And to the rest of the listeners, 
Who's ready to get started? I know I am. Me. Maria, are you ready to start answering some questions? I'm ready. Fantastic. So, Maria, what gets you out of bed every day? Hmm. You know, something that has helped me heal my inner child of growing up with not a lot of money is um, getting myself a little treat every day. I need a little treat. It's usually a beverage. Recently, a matcha lemonade. Um, but yeah, I think any sweetener or just matcha lemonade. Well, not to call Starbucks out, but their matcha has like 30 grams of sugar in the powder. So no sweetener because the matcha is already basically granulated sugar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no sweetener if possible, uh, cause the lemonade's usually already sweet enough. And, um, yeah, just what whatever treat. It's like I go and I scavenge this tree every day. I like scree around and like whatever tree I stumble upon, it's a mystery. But I know there's going to be one every single day. And I've, it's yours. And it's mine. It's my little treat. Um, and yeah, that's I know that's going to happen every day. Very reliable. Gets me out of bed. Do you do the Starbucks just in Echo Park? Yeah, usually if that's if it's like a oh I'm not going anywhere yeah. else. But if I do, like, leave the house, which is kind of most days, I'll try and find a new little random treat wherever I go. I love trying them out. Every yeah. little place has a little secret I also treat. am a big advocate for the daily treat. Yes. And I start my morning with the exact same Starbucks, but I get that little double smoked bacon sandwich. So good. It's, it's so good. Oh my! And but the, I'm waiting in that line for, like, 20 minutes. Waiting in the line is And so it, like, curls off onto the main road. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty insane and about the double smoked bacon sandwich uh so i used to work at starbucks back in nebraska right and it's nebraska oh i remember those days i'd like walk by Uh in the union and be like hey maria yeah gave out way too many free drinks um but the double smoked bacon sandwich in nebraska was always sold out because it's a very nebraskan food i feel like it is a very nebraskan in la i've never had a problem with that sandwich being sold out because the people here don't eat like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I do. So it's nice for me moving to LA. I always have my double smoked bacon sandwich, but it's the way to do it. It's the way to go. So Maria, what is what is the one thing that you feel called to from your past? What's the one thing that's kind of been like the daily motivation getting you to now? A lot. This isn't a unique experience, but of a child of immigrants, um, just knowing the conditions that they lived in back before they moved here and all the sacrifices that they made to come here and try and honestly give their kids a better life because they're, I mean, my parents still aren't affluent or anything. Um, but just kind of knowing that they had to go through so much so that I could literally be able to be in this place where now I live in LA completely financially independent. And like one day, hopefully I can give back to them because, yeah, like, if they couldn't get the quintessential American dream, like, at least maybe their daughter could and kind of give them a little piece of that for at least a portion of their life. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for the listener, we are currently in Maria's bedroom mm-hmm. in her five to six bedroom yeah. house rental with a bunch of friends, roommates. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend's down in the living room. He's probably just, he's working on a lease right now, I believe. Yeah, he's moving. It's that that kind of time of year when everyone's moving around. Yeah, that's Los Angeles. Everyone's like scurrying around with moving trucks (laughs) or someone's moving out next door. Someone's moving in. Mm -hmm. It's it's the summer season. Yes. So coming to Los Angeles, what is one goal that you find that kind of excites you? I think 
So obviously I moved here for a career, you know, as most people, I feel like not many people are moving to LA for the vibes because they're <laughs> pretty bad. Um, but vibes are not always great. Not always great. Sure. You have to find your vibes. Um, and a goal that I have outside of career that I guess some would say goes hand in hand, but I try to keep it as separate as possible is like leave great lasting impressions on everyone I meet make as many friends as I can. Like, I don't really want to call it a network because that seems very like clinical and like I'm doing it as like, like to an end. Yeah. But like truly I-, I felt so at home the second that I started having like multiple friend circles because then I can bring them all together. And like, now you just have this net- network of people where I know we were talking earlier about like, Oh, it's so weird that like I run into people that I know mm-hmm. in such a big city, but that's kind of, so nice because like especially if these people that you're running into are friends and not foes like it truly makes you feel like you have a place here which is kind of hard because it's so cutthroat here that I think you really need that like softness to counterbalance that and like stay here at all because otherwise it's really easy to pack up and go because it doesn't feel very homey here so what are some things that you do to make it feel more homey? The people, for sure. Having people over, you know, game nights and um, making sure that um, even, like, acquaintances kind of become a little bit more than that. Like, being invested in them. Like, at least getting coffee with people that I meet so I, like, know them on, like, a more personal level than just their name. I think finding my favorite spots in L.A. was really important because that's kind of a special way to you meet someone new it's like oh do you want to come to my favorite like little bar with me or my favorite park or whatever and then that is a really personal it's a part of you because that's your favorite and then it starts a conversation about who you are and like why you like this spot and yeah I think literally just like making my mark on things and kind of claiming things as mine has really helped and it took a while because there's so many places in LA like a it's, million it's like restaurants. A, it's very spread like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Very spread out too. So many different like pockets of town. Like I still haven't really explored the west side by the coast very much, but I've at least sort of conquered East LA. Like, I'm a I west side spots. fanatic. Really? Yeah. I you, love the west side. Are you going to move over there? I'm, I'm moving I mean, more mid city, so but you're getting the goal to move to mid city was to be closer to west side. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends out there? Yeah. Is that why? Most of my friends are in west side. Yeah. But yeah. it's, I mean, everyone's great over there. Surprisingly, I found myself friends with a lot of Hoosiers, a lot of like Indiana graduates. Really? And they've like kind of welcomed me into their little bubble of That's, creative people and filmmakers. Yeah. But they're really nice and I like them. Yeah. I, LA, the thing about LA is that you really move where your people are. Yeah. Because, I mean, every area has its pros and cons. And like... You really just, it's a community based area, whereas, like in Nebraska or someplace like that, where everywhere's kind of a same drive, mm. you can live on complete opposite ends of town, but it's not Still the see case that for person LA. if you really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, it's not the case over here. Yeah. Because you'd have to sacrifice what, like an hour or two hour. hours in traffic if, it, if they're that far away? Like Santa yeah. Monica to downtown is not an easy trip. No, no. It's not for the weak hearted. And I'm weak hearted. Because then, yeah, I don't like driving very much, but I'm here. Yeah. So are you ready to do another segment? Yeah. Great. So this is a this is a fun one. I've only done this one once. Kay. And it's called Word Story. So we're going to use our actor brains right okay. now. 
and we're going to kind of improv a little scene mm-hmm. and we're going to put our put the podcast somewhere new entirely it can be fictional it can be real okay and then we'll just let the circumstances kind of fall apart and sure. you know never say no no it's a little improv that's, game. that's the that's the rule all right maria where are we um, we're, we're at a farmer's market. So we're in a farmer's market, and we have this podcast booth set up. And I'm seeing, like, it's a pretty quiet day, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it is a Thursday. It's a so Thursday afternoon. It's like people have jobs, I guess. And I it's cloudy, and we're trying to interview people. Yeah, we're trying about, to interview people about, you know, we have, like, a whole candle set up. Yeah, and we're we selling want, these candles. We want people to smell them, and it, they don't have, like, labels for the scent. Well, sense. what's your favorite candle? This one, what's this one smell like? This one smells like when you're inside your house and you're baking cookies in the oven, but the patio's open, so you can smell the rain. And that's my answer, but we're trying to, like, get the people to come up to the stand and like tell us what these scents I think our up. problem is that our candles have the strangest names attached to them even though they smell quite nice yeah like we got uh daffodils on fire daffodils on fire and it smells kind of like a blueberry pie which doesn't we make got, much sense we got um linen rug we have we uh, have burnt dryer lint yeah we but have, these are good candles. They're good. They're good. I think we just like really flopped on the naming of them because oh, you see no that one guy, knows. You see that guy over there? Which guy? The guy what with the like? he, the bald guy. He's the bald guy. There's two bald guys. He, what, what what is he wearing? The one, with, the one with the brown sweater vest on. Yep. And the yep, corduroy yep, yep, pants. Yep, I see it. I see it. Call him over. Wait, wait, but but don't scare him. Sure. Um. Hey. No. Hi. Brown. I love your vest. You wanna? Yeah. Come here. He, he, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. All right. Be cool. Play cool. Play cool. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to sell him a candle. We're going to sell him. Okay. But, okay. Hi. Hello. Hey. hey. Oh, my God. Hey. How are you? So, uh, you guys have free samples? Um, I mean, if you want to dig some wax out. Oh, oh, these, oh, oh I, see, I yeah. see. I see. I see. These are candles. Got candles. some candles. I mean, you just, with your brown sweater vest, you kind of seem like the uh, what's, type of guy. What's your, which one's your favorite? Um, definitely five mile running shoe. Let me give it a sniff. It. How? What's it smell like? It kind of. It kind of smells like the varnish of my wood floor. And is that a good thing, sir? Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's kind of perfect. How much? Um. Well, this is sustainably made. Oh, um, with soy wax. Oh well, I just, I just, uh, you know what? I've got to call my my aunt and see if uh, she needs candles. Actually, um, I mean, th- do you want us to hold this one for you and yeah, wrap it yeah, all up? And I'll be back. Okay, cool. We take Venmo, cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be back. I'll kay. be back. Okay, we'll be right here. Wow, I think. I think he's gonna buy the candle. I don't think he's coming back. <sighs> maybe, maybe his aunt really needs some candles. You know, I think you're right. It's better to look on the bright side at these farmers market stands. Oh wait, he's coming back. Oh. oh. Hello. Hey, talk to your aunt. Hey, uh, yeah. What'd we're you gonna say? go. We're gonna go for it. <gasps> 
Full scent on the candles. Yep, okay, yep. two uh, floor varnish candles. Or yeah, you said it hard. was like five mile running shoe. Five mile running shoe. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's the one. Awesome. Hey, okay. thanks, thanks, man, for buying our candles. Yeah, we really needed this business. This means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. it really, do, it really does. Um, make sure to tell your friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Post and um, also, we're recording you, so welcome to the podcast. And we're back. And we're back. Ugh, I love a good farmer's market. Yeah, me too. I've never done a stand at a farmer's market, but that would be such an interesting I always experience. wanted to, just, like, my old roommate Claire, she mm-hmm. would she would make, yeah. like, jelly. And I was always trying to encourage her to sell her jam because it was really freaking yeah, good. Yeah, she gave me some ones. Yeah, her great. jam was, like, bonkers. Yeah. But I was like, Claire, you got to sell these jars. And she's like, maybe one day. Maybe that day yeah. will be a day in the near future, I hope. On a Thursday. On a Thursday, on a cloudy yeah. Thursday, what better day to buy jam That's what from I'm saying. Claire? That's what I'm saying. Shout out, Claire. <laughs> Shout out to Claire McClannon, if you're listening. All right, we're ready to get back into the questions? Yeah. Great. Okay, Maria, what does your kind of um, daily routine look like on most days, and where do you find ways to live presently? Hmm. Um... That's a good question to ask people in L.A. because I feel like nobody has a really structured routine if they're an actor or a creative in general. Um, yeah, I only work on the weekends. Which is nice. Which is nice. Um, so that those days are pretty structured. But my week is really free. But I am a creature of routine. Like, I love a routine. Um, and it was driving me a little bit crazy when I first moved here to just have all of my days literally blending into the next um and so i go on a five mile walk every day five miles five miles yes to get my 10k steps in um i also just really love walking and i don't like going to the gym so it's kind of like a way to the best of both worlds i mean they say that uh that kind of like walking movement is fantastic not just for like physical health but also for mental mental where i mean yeah we're built to walk so when you're depriving your body of that, it's just like your brain kind of goes crazy. But yeah, I go on my five mile walk every day, which um, I try to do that as the first thing I do in the morning as really kind of like an hour long check in with myself because mm-hmm. also now we're not in school or anything. So there's no like benchmarks of if I'm on the right track. So it really is all internal. And I think going on a walk and really being by myself, like inside my own head, like I can check in with where I'm at that day mentally and not like judge it, but just be like, okay, maybe this is a bad day or maybe, you know, I'm feeling better this day. And then also kind of, that's where I come up with a lot of my ideas for like this pilot that I'm writing. Like I'll come up with a scene cause I'm just like sitting there like walking around yeah. um, for so long. Maybe I'll go through like a to-do list of the day, but that is like a really huge part of my days. And then from there, it's usually I mean, I live with so many people, so I'm not at a wanting of like social interaction. Like it's always there for me. And my best friend lives across the street. So I'll hang out with somebody every day. And usually it's a like-minded creative person just because that's my circle. And and you guys can like bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. Kind of be like, oh, if we wanted to make something, we could right now. Exactly. Which we're always saying. And I work best like alone. So Really, what I'm with people is just, like, the idea generation. Um, and the actual execution has to be, like, all by myself because I'm really bad at focusing. But, yeah, it, it is so nice. I like to have, like, a moment every day where, like, I remind myself why I'm here. 
-hmm. And that's usually just like a conversation with friends, like talking about what we're working on and um, kind of our game plan for that. (laughs) My, my bunny, George, I hang out with him a little bit every day. Speaking of George, he just like headbutted my knee, which, so when bunnies boop you with their nose, that means they're saying hi. So he just wanted to say hi. Hello, George. And that's it. He's a pretty, he is a lone wolf. Like he doesn't like a lot of attention, which is great for my lifestyle because I'm gone so much, but George isn't the first animal we've had on the podcast. I've had, I've had one cat, uh like kind of interrupts a part of the mm-hmm. podcast and that made it to the episode so george if you want to say anything just let me know yeah let me know he's always he's always thinking a lot of stuff his name's not george for nothing i named it after curious george i love he just it seems so curious yeah you're a very creative person and you surround yourself with creative people what is a good way what's a word of advice you would give to somebody that maybe wants to be more creative and yeah. and make more creative friends. At least I I mean I don't know everything and I don't know anything, which is kind of the beauty of life. So I'm only 23, so I don't, you know, this is just what I know, but in my time of like my different philosophies and my different mindsets, my perspective on creativity has changed. I used to think that it was something that you had to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um because I think we were so raised with like academia and like you can like learn something, whatever, like you can work towards something. But I now believe that creativity is something that just happens to you through living. And so if you feel like you're in a creative rut, which I was feeling last month for a while, I went out and just did things without the intention of I need to be creative, like something inspiration needs to strike, like I need to sit here and brainstorm ideas like that stuff never works for me. Like how I become creative and how I feel like most people become creative is like experiencing life. And then honestly, like inspiration just strikes like that's not a phrase for nothing. Like I I do believe that inspiration strikes. You can't really curate it. So I mean, yeah. And, and creating like an environment for yourself where you can even access the creative part of your brain and not beating yourself up for like if your finances aren't in a good place like chances are you're not going to be at your most creative and you can't beat yourself up for that because a lot of the conditions do need to be perfect for inspiration to strike but sometimes you know in your adversity like if you're working your minimum wage job whatever like inspiration can still strike because you're out there living life and seeing human nature and whatever but yeah i think just living and treating yourself as a human first that creativity can happen to has helped me just be more creative in general. And as far as making creative friends, reaching out to people that you want to be friends with. I like met almost all of my friends in LA through social media before I had like any sort of following. So like that really does not matter. You're kind of the queen of Twitter. I feel like, yeah, I, in, in Nebraska, I was always tweeting. And so I was definitely very much on the app and, I would DM people when I first moved here that I wanted to be friends with who I knew lived in the area and you'll get a response because like even if you have a following like you still see the message requests that come in and so yeah just like literally shooting your friendship shot really works so don't be afraid to do that because something that also I like heard or watched or saw something like a year or so ago at like the perfect time when I was like 
ready to branch out and make friends in LA. And I saw this thing that was like, if you're shy or if you're feeling shy, that really stems from a place of thinking that the other people in the room or the other people don't desire more friends. Yeah. Which is simply not true. Like humans want connection and want friends all the time. Like you're never going to meet someone that doesn't want a new friend. But that like kind of weird foundational like subconscious belief is what like stops people from reaching out to people like and the, asking like friends. The, oh they don't want to talk to yeah me like they don't thing. yeah like i want this more than they want it so like i'm not gonna impose or whatever but humans like crave friendship so i mean the greatest battle usually when it comes to connecting with new people is is with in yourself within yeah. like myself like if i wanted to make a new friend or approach anybody in like a very different setting like yeah. say i'm at a bar or i'm at a party or I'm at a grocery store and yeah. I see someone, I'm like, wow, that person looks fascinating. It, the hardest part is me convincing myself to go approach them. Exactly. Because it feels so vulnerable to do that. But whenever that's happened to me, which isn't often because it is rare for that to happen. But, like, it feels so special because everyone wants to be seen and, like, heard and understood. So going up to someone or reaching out to them through DM, if it's easier that way, like makes them feel special already you know it's like there's really no harm in it it just feels so scary what's the worst that could happen exactly they don't reply they're not gonna reply and say no you know no they're just gonna reply reply and then you know whatever no harm no foul yeah seriously i'm currently reading um the creative act a way of being by rick Mm -hmm. rubin and he describes creativity as this this it's almost like a like a force mm-hmm. that you can like tap into and uh, he believes that everybody is creative in general yeah whether that's how they organize their dresser or the decision to floss before they brush their teeth or after yeah. or just the way they like build their habits and routines so that they live their life like creative choices don't have to be the act of cr- making art or making yes. music or making something because you're always making something through choice mm-hmm. so what is one simple choice you can give to the audience right now that they could make, whether they're listening in a car, in on on a walk, or mm-hmm. on an airplane, they're just got it plugged in. What can you say directly to the audience in this moment to make a creative choice? Um, I think I would tell the audience to have a little bit of selective hearing and selective seeing wherever you're at. And, like, really stop and listen to the sounds around you that maybe you don't choose to be hearing, especially if you're in, like, a public place. Or maybe avert your eyes to a place that maybe is not, like, in your direct path. And just, like, notice the stuff around you more because we exist in a lot of spaces. But I think it is, like, an act of creativity to, like, intentionally choose to focus on something around you that is kind of in the in the background there's good background sounds as you're saying that so that was pretty spot on right like who opened the door where are they going you know like what's george chewing on over there hopefully not my iphone charger for the millionth (laughs) time like (laughs) okay are you ready to go to another segment yeah sweet so this one is going to be kind of like I'm going to give you a word, mm-hmm. and you're going to give it your definition. Okay. So I'm calling this 
word definition. Super simple. All right, I'm coming for Miriam Webster's job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'll probably do like four to five words, okay. depending on how long the definitions are. If you want to go longer, go ahead, sure. and maybe we'll do six or seven if they're short. Okay. Okay. Um, family. Mm, the individuals with whom you feel like yourself with. Nice. Connection. Mm. The force that brings two individuals together. Nice. Acting. Mm. The mastery of human behavior and its relative expression. I like that one. Yeah. Death. Um, uh, the, the end of of one's ability to make more memories because I don't know what happens after death but yeah, I don't think you can do more stuff <laughs> probably just remember other things life um, yeah like a collection of experiences and memories identity The 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 characteristics and traits most apparent in an individual. And last but not least, creativity. Hmm, tying it all in. Um, creativity is the, the thought processes and creation of things. And that was Maria's version of word definition. Thank you for listening to us. As a reminder, I am Brett Gaffney. Thank you for continuing to listen to a word before we leave. And now we will move to the final questions, which will lead to the ultimate question. And then you can kind of share that with the world. Oh, my gosh. All right. The ultimate question. I'm scared. Okay. (laughs) What's one of the more harder moments that you went through that maybe you're not glad that happened, but you grew exponentially Mm -hmm. from that and... You don't have to share too much from it, but Mm -hmm. what did you learn from that? Um, I think hands down, I mean, at least in recent times, uh, the experience that overshadowed any of the other bad ones was being in an abusive relationship because I'm a very intellectual and cerebral person. So my whole life up until that point, whenever I'd be watching 
movies or TV or art of any kind, like listening to music of people in bad relationships, I would kind of, I'd be like, this isn't realistic. Like these people are being stupid. Like I, I just like, don't relate to this. Like this isn't how real people are. Like if I was in that situation, it'd be different. And then being in this relationship, honestly, like stuck in it for like two years, even kind of continuing into when I moved out here and whatever, like just having that experience and having that be me and like really understanding the human nature of like how powerful love or like the feeling of loving someone can be like really I think brought me so back down to earth and like I just have so much more compassion and empathy for people and like I can relate to those things that I'm seeing and I think like as an actor like your biggest strong suit has to be like your capacity for empathizing and I think that was like a missing puzzle piece like I thought that I was smarter than people that let their heart dictate actions even if it was detrimental to them and like I mean not to you know capitalize off of my misery but I kind of have to because otherwise what is there like I think it really in turn also made me like a better actor because I can really just like understand how powerful love is because that really dictates all of your actions as a character and yeah thankful for that I mean I wish I hadn't have had those bad memories whatever but Mm. it made me a well-rounded person and I think everyone learns that lesson in life Um, at some point I'm just glad it happened to me on the younger side so I can now feel like all right I relate to everyone else who's a human and has done stupid shit for love like yeah it's where sympathy becomes empathy yeah exactly sometimes a pretty shitty experience pardon my french yeah leave a residue on you and you gotta kind of find a way to shake that off exactly yeah so what's a time where you felt i'd like to hear a story if you don't mind Mm -hmm. um where you felt the most alive yeah so something that i wanted to do in my 20s before i like got in a relationship and like was truly like independent is um travel abroad by myself and that it's a very privileged like hobby so I don't get to travel a lot because it does cost a lot of money whatever like no matter how cheap I make it whatever so I did have to like save up for it and I finally was able to financially make that happen for myself and I backpacked in Italy mainly this past October and I made like a stop in Zurich because I'm writing this historical fiction pilot thing that takes place in Zurich so I went to the college that it was happening at but that that's like a whole that was a whole other thing that's like a creative thing but um the rest of the trip besides the Zurich part was just really for myself um and like self-discovery whatever and it was good and I learned so much about myself and truly who I was when no one was around because I do a lot of performing just in my career my day-to-day life and something that I'm coming to terms with is that I I'm not going to get diagnosed because it costs a lot of money and then I have to take the driver's exam again. But me and my brother are both autistic. I thought it was just him, but um, it's actually both of us. And like my whole life, I've been, you know, trying to figure out how Maria should exist to please the people around me. But when I was totally by myself in a different country where I wasn't speaking the language, like 
I really had to confront who I was when I wasn't putting up a mask for anyone. Because it was just you. Yeah, there's not like a right way to behave in that situation. Um, and I just, I remember it was the, my last stop on the trip. It was in, like, it was close to Milan. Like, it was, it was like a like town next to Milan because that's like where the airport was. And I had went to a restaurant by myself, obviously, and gotten like this steak dinner by myself, finished like the book that I was reading and the owner of the restaurant was actually really nice. There wasn't like a ton of kindness shown just because Europe's very different. It's not a very like interactive country or uh, continent. But I remember leaving that dinner and like walking back to my Airbnb that I was staying at for like the last night and like with my AirPods in and like these dimly lit streets knowing that like my trip was over and like just I felt so human and so alive being like all by myself there was no one around it was also it's a very small town outside of Milan so I didn't see a single person when I was walking back throughout this town but like I was like this is like literally living like I'm in a different country I'm all by myself I spent the past 11 days all by myself like traveling all around this country and even into a different one and like really figured it all out by myself and now I can like go back home and my home at this that point was Los Angeles which was also crazy to feel like that your home can change and yeah that walk back to my Airbnb was just that's what life is about I like it was really special that is awesome that was a great story yeah (laughs) thanks are you ready to answer the final question I guess here we go Maria Small yeah would you care to share a word before we leave? Like, is this like a word as in what I would like to share or just like literally a word? We did so many word games. I'm like, is this literally a word? It's not literally a word. Okay. It's like open a to interpretation. Snippet. I've had people share like one word, but okay. the intention is yeah. what you make of the question. Um, you could direct it to mm-hmm. one person. You could direct it to the audience. You could direct mm-hmm. it to a past version of yourself you could direct it to a future version of yourself mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't really matter who you direct it to mm-hmm. it's just the concept is what do you want to say that's on record bef- before you before die I, it's um it's lofty you know that's yeah i know hmm I feel like a broken record when I say this and I think it's because I exist in my own life and I hear myself myself say this all the time. So maybe this doesn't feel as broken recordy on this podcast, but um, truly this and this is to anyone. This is to you, Brett. This is to anyone listening. This is to myself. And when I listen to this back, you know. It really, as much as we want to get wrapped up in our careers and success and all that, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It matters who you're doing it with. And I know some people who, even in my time already in L.A., like, have lost all of their friendships because that's not what they are prioritizing. They are prioritizing their career and they are unhappy even though they maybe are a little bit further ahead than the rest of us like at the end of the day 
you're going to be unhappy if you're not surrounding yourself with people who appreciate and know you as who you really are and not like any sort of character that you're being for them. And and I think things fall into place once you are surrounded by that type of love from your friends and family and partners, whatever. Um, And like, let them help you, you know, like you don't have to make it to your end goal all by yourself. I think if you surround yourself with the right people, you're all going to get there and a rising tide lifts all ships. So just like remembering that and actually prioritizing people because that's who you're going to have around you when you die is people and not your Oscars or whatever it is that you want. Yeah. And like, I mean, this podcast is great because you get to talk to people and like know them on a deep level, like hear them answer questions like this. So, I mean, what I would say to Brett is keep going, you know, keep, keep on with your podcast and talking to people. I mean, I don't say this often, but in my eyes, it's almost a cheat code to make friends. Yeah. I've, like everybody that I've interviewed, I still talk to. Yeah. And they reach, maybe not always, but I'll get a text here and there and they're just yeah. like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. And it's just nice. Exactly. It's literally, and this is just one conversation. Yeah. You know, like we could be having these conversations without mics like every day with someone exactly. else. But like literally it's just one conversation. So that's how powerful it is to just get to know someone. That's what I would leave you guys all with. Hopefully you guys get your Oscars or your promotions or your mansions or whatever that you want. But, you know, who's going to who's going to who are you going to show your Oscar to? Who At the end gonna, of the day, yeah. the world is built for people by people. Yeah, exactly. Well, now I'm going to go into some closing notes. Closing notes. This has been a word before we leave. Welcome back to season two. Oh my God, God this is the first episode of season two. Wow. Thank you so for uh, being patient with us after a month and a half of a hiatus. We've mm-hmm. been hard at work uh, growing the team. I'm going to say some thank yous to some new people that you guys might not know, but they're putting in as much work as I am now that I'm uh, growing it. This podcast's new season's theme is collaboration, so we're inviting creators like yourself, like Maria, like anybody out there. If you have something that you want to add to the podcast that you think fits or you feel inspired, we've had people do poems before. Uh, We have our first thank you going to Parker Abrams for composing the new intro and outro and acoustic version of the song. We're also going to give thank you to Nick Lombardo for doing some marketing for the podcast, so hopefully we can spread our nets a little bit and reach more mm-hmm. people and and through that maybe interview more people incredible uh, i'd like to thank maria small for being our first guest for season two hey, thanks for asking me and everybody who was a part of season one from the bottom of my hearts thank you so much and last but not least you the audience member for continuing to join in with these conversations because we're sharing maria's story but we're also helping you in a sense understand the connectedness of life mm-hmm. exactly this has been brett gaffney and maria small and maybe you too can make a friend today yeah this has been brett gaffney